Welcome to Mind Body Success with your hosts, Allison Swerdloff and Dr. Lisa Hart. Listen along as we take you on a life-changing journey into creating success by incorporating mindfulness, self-care, mindset, and personal development. Open your mind, let your adventurous side out, and allow us to motivate you to remove the hustle and overwhelm while shifting your current reality to the life of your dreams. Through conversations with high achievers, you will learn tips, tools, and strategies to overcome challenges and live a life of prosperity and abundance. Let the adventure begin. Welcome back to another episode of Mind Body Success. Lisa and I are very happy to be joined today by Antoinette Reba. She is an RN and she has been assisting others in connecting mind body awareness and releasing fears and anxieties and unwanted thoughts and habits since 1992. She specializes in caregiver support, chronic illness, and end of life support. Oh, we definitely need to talk. Together with her clients, an individualized and blended approach is designed to create peace of mind and more joy, comfort, ease, and contentment. Antoinette is a registered nurse with a unique combination of integrative and alternative medicine and wellness expertise. In conjunction with 36 years of clinical experience, primarily in hospice, palliative care, and chronic disease to understand and support health and wellness challenges. Some of her training and certifications include massage, bodywork, energy healing, hypnosis, Reiki, laughter yoga, hmm, and I have to find out about that one, patient <laughs> advocacy, and professional life coaching. She has held certifications in hospice and palliative nursing and is a trained end-of-life care educator. Antoinette, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Antoinette, it is hard to decide what to ask you first because there's so many interesting tracks we could go down. But just since this is mind-body success, I'd love to start with what does that mean to you? So when I think about mind-body success, I think about the commitment to oneself. I think each of us has a responsibility to a relationship, to build a relationship with our own selves and get to know ourselves so that we can then know others. So to me, mind-body success is that commitment and a daily practice, being kind and gentle with yourself, basically having a love affair with yourself, falling in love with self, enough that that commitment holds. So when you know something doesn't feel, you start to connect your mind and your body and your body will let your mind know, okay, that thought, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Right. So the more you practice that, when you make that commitment, and then I think the other part of the mind-body success as I see it, with the, it's a dance. Mm -hmm. So you never arrive. You know, success ebbs and flows. And it's being gentle with yourself and always being willing to begin again. Always looking at yourself with fresh eyes. And knowing that you too will have new interests, you'll have, you know, things that used to work don't work anymore. Being open and, and curious and grateful for having a life to live. So to me, that's mind-body success. And it's a dance and you fall back and you come back and, you know, yeah, I hope that, does that? 
Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. And then you mentioned you're starting your coaching practice, but you've been practicing this since 1992. How have you brought all these strings together to to start coaching now? Yeah, so that's a little bit of the the dance that we've talked about. And, And as I've moved through my career, it obviously began in nursing, which is what gave me the awe for the human body. And then um, just before going to nursing school, I had my daughter. So that, the awe, I mean, of having a child, <laughs> who knew? Um, so yeah, so in my, in my mid to late 20s, I, I wasn't right out of college. I was a little bit older, but that all kind of got me interested in the mind-body connection and the, and the power of God, basically, of, of that higher power, right? And so. I just kind of, with that um, lifelong learner, just kept learning things as I went. I was drawn to death and dying immediately on getting into, and that's a whole other story, but I was just drawn to people that were at end of life, and I wanted to be with them so they weren't alone, and I wanted to soothe their caregivers because they were crying over this, and I could sense their spirit. It's like they're okay. They're right there. It was incredible. So that triggered me to want to help people understand what I was what I was seeing and 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 sensing. And along the way, so I went from massage and body nursing, massage body work, hypnosis, and then continued to learn. You know how you just continue taking mm-hmm. classes and reading and learning and doing my own spiritual quests and all of that. And then in, I think it was 2011, I thought, all right, I, I really should be coaching. I should learn to, because I'm always with certifications, because once you get a license, you, you got to get them all. Gotta, which isn't really true. <laughs> it's not really, I had friends saying, you really don't need any more certifications. But anyway, I did. And I went for the patient advocacy, which gave me the integrative functional medicine piece and the understanding of the gut microbiome and and all of the workings of our hormones and neurotransmitters and was wonderful, but it wasn't what I really wanted to do. I love advocating for, you know, how it is when you're, Mm -hmm. you you advocate for people, if you know what's going to help them, you're going to help them. But I finally, finally came to know it's coaching and coaching is so broad now. Everybody understands what coaching is. And so now I'm at the beginning, I'm finally getting a website up and I'm at the beginning of what I've been doing for the last 30 years. But in a sense that I can reach people internationally, as long as it's English speaking, I'm sorry to say I only speak English. I'm not proud of that, but it's true. (laughs) It's kind of the age group too, I think, you know, anyway. Yeah, and and just excited about being able to offer this. It took me a while. I started in 2017 wanting to do this and trying to get up and going, and life kept giving me a left Testing you. <laughs> <laughs> big time. Yeah, big time. So I fell off the wagon a little bit, but then um, I'm back on track. So I'm really doing it this time, and I'm, I'm up and ready to roll, yeah, with my back-to-my-end-of-life care. Now, you mentioned that you specialize in caregiver support and chronic illness. Yes. Can you explain a little bit about that? I can, yes. Now, that's something I have been doing since the early 90s. I would work for hot now, so I want to do this full time now. This is all I want to do. When I've done it in the past, I've had nursing jobs. 
So I would juggle you. I would put on my nursing hat and do that part because it's very different when you're, when you're with um, someone at end of life as a nurse, as their case manager nurse, you're looking at their physical symptoms, their emotional symptoms. If they need more support emotionally or spiritually, you call in the social worker and the chaplain. So, um, and, and by no means am I taking the place of a hospice in the work that I now do. I can complement hospice. I can help the hospices that I work for. At that time, they would, they would either hire me as a contractor or I would actually go out and be hired as the patient or the patient's family as an um, individual. And I would support the caregiver in how to cope, mm -hmm. self-care techniques like you do ways to cope with this because it's it's hard to plan when you're caring for a loved one there's no planning when you're going to have time for yourself you've got to kind of go mm -hmm. unless you can find volunteers other people that will help you so there's i help them with figuring that out and then and and learning ways of self-care that don't, doesn't take very long you know tapping and that sort of thing mm -hmm. get yourself back in alignment and take a breath and be able to do what you need to do and then for the the person that's actually diagnosed that may be at end of life or close to and is finding trouble, finding relief from pain, anxiety, a lot of times that physical pain manifests from emotional and spiritual blockage. Mm. So I use a variety energy work. Um, hypnosis is real big, you know, any kind of guided imagery, um, hypnosis techniques to help them find inner peace. For them to connect their mind and body because a lot of folks at that point that haven't come to their heart center that have been striving outside themselves they come to that point and they are scared and there's regrets and there's guilt and there's all that garbage that doesn't help no. so i help them yeah i help them let go of that and find peace yeah now along with that do you help your clients or how do you help your clients shift their mindset you connect the mind and body but a lot of it's also mindset it is it is and so um and that the mindset is going to shift by doing those self-care what meditation mm, is yeah. i mean i think it's essential to do some type of meditation and it doesn't have to be sitting in an erect position mm. yeah it, it can be I mean, what are there, 17 different types of meditation? Yeah, so I teach meditation in a way that will work for the individual. So I work with individuals more than groups. When I do a group, um, obviously it's you know techniques that work for a lot and you take what works and you discard what doesn't. When I work with an individual, we discover together what's going to work best for them and then I assist them and shifting that mindset through awareness, through, through self-awareness. I mean, I think the most important aspect of mind-body work is self-awareness and being able to become an observer of yourself, of the way you interact, of the thoughts. Is that a thought I want? Thoughts are huge because your thought affecting an emotion is affecting your body, you know? So, and over time that causes illness. Right. And I agree with that in different ways with everybody else, with everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're all so different, but then we're also similar. Very true. And a lot of people just don't quite realize that. So you work with both the um, end of life, the person at the end of life, and then also with their caregiver. 
do you ever work with just the caregiver? Of course. Or is it? Yes. And, it, and I might work with just the person that's at end of life. Yeah. It, you know, it's, I don't put anything inside a box. I also work with people that aren't at end of life and maybe, maybe they're on the other side of caregiving and, and grieving and, and need support with bereavement. You know, mm-hmm. I can also support that. So yeah, I, I'm pretty, pretty broad scope, but my, I narrow it down to end of life and caregiving because that's my real expertise. And I have personal, um, not just professional background and training in that, but I've been there personally as a caregiver. So I really, really do understand what it's like to be. And I burned out. I've burned out more than once in my career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think we all have at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, because we keep pushing ourselves aside, and that's why we teach other people don't do that. It, it's going to hurt you. Now, you're, when you work with chronic illness, is it strictly end of life chronic illness, or it can is it chronic illness of any kind? Of any kind, of any kind. Because if you have a chronic illness and you catch it soon enough you may be able to start to turn things around and and get yourself healthier, you know, and be able to manage that chronic illness and possibly eradicate it. Um, That's certainly nothing I I would say is a a norm, but it's, it's happened. So um, yes, definitely with chronic, chronic illness as well. Yeah. Do you work with specific age ranges? Um, Not most of the people that are drawn to me are over 50. Um, But that's mostly because most of the chronic disease and caregiving are people over the age of 50. Um, But I have had younger people in their 30s contact me, yeah, that are going through a lot. And we can all go through, we all have our issues with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What would you say you do to make sure that you keep yourself in a good place? Yeah, so that that is something that has been a dance. Like I said, um, most recent burnout for me was 2019, pretty recent, and it's what um, set me back and took me. I, you know, I saw uh, and as devastating as COVID has been, and I I am in no way negating that it. A lot of people lost loved ones and are still ill from it. It was a gift for me because I'm a homebody. I'm an introvert at heart. And it gave permission to just stay home and take care of yourself. <laughs> you know, I, it was like, you don't have to be striving to do anything. You can't do anything right now. And I did hold a, a laughter yoga club for a little while because laughter obviously lifts, just will lift you right up. But um, yeah, uh, so what I, I did through that, when I burned out the last time, I was struggling to try to keep my practice going and working full-time as a nurse, as a, a manager and, and on call and all that, I, I completely burned out and reinvented my daily practice. And during COVID, strengthened my commitment to my daily practice to now it's unwavering. Um, what I've done for many, many years, probably 10, 15, maybe more, as long as I've had a dog, is I get up every morning at, at sunrise and get into nature. So for me, number one is touching nature every day. Sometimes it's your backyard, getting to the tree and just, you know, leaning up against the tree and smelling the grass and breathing the air and just looking up and being grateful for the day in the sky and 
doing that gratitude practice. So nature, gratitude, and then I do Qigong. Um, most every morning, I have two uh, practices that I do. One is the uh, five elements, which is a little briefer. It's, it's only about 12 minutes. And the other one is the eight brocades. That one's only about 20 minutes. But it's it gets your energy into alignment. It, it kind of clears and balances your energy. So, and then I meditate always, at least 10 minutes, sometimes longer. I try to do that before I get out of bed to go to the, the park with the dog. But if I don't, if I don't have time, I'll do it when I get home before my chicken practice. And that's it. And then if things are rough, I do tapping. I, you know, you pull out you know, smudge, <laughs> polarity <laughs> exercise. I think we all need a toolbox. Agreed. Yeah. Not everything works for everybody, right? That's and, what, that's my practice. And not everything's going to work every time. Each day, each time you need something different. Might need, well, I, mine is pretty steady as far as the nature walk. My Qigong is real important. I do a Reiki Thank blessing. You. you know, I'll do my Reiki blessing. There are my standards and meditation. Yeah. But sometimes I got to pull in big gut. Yeah. I got, I have, you know, I Ching. I'll consult the I Ching or the runes. You know, I have my oracles that I turn to. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you build on it, don't you? You build yeah. on it. You mentioned this, and I mentioned this in the introduction. What is laughter yoga? Yeah. I know uh, yoga, but I've never heard of laughter yoga. Right? Oh, you got to check it out. So much fun. So, in 1995, there was a doctor named Madan Kataria in India. And he said, wow, look at, you know, laughter just helps mm -hmm. all these ailments, you know, your heart, your blood pressure, you know, it just lifts depression out. So he started going to a park and laughing with some friends and his wife in this park, but he ran out of jokes. So <laughs> people stopped coming. So he decided that why don't we laugh because we choose to. And he invented laughter yoga. So what it is, is you're choosing to laugh. It's a series of laughter exercises, stretching, breathing. And at the end, they do a mindfulness meditation. And it's just a lot of fun. You're, when you clap, you clap with your palms together. So you're hitting the meridians. Mm -hmm. So you're getting those pressure points. And that's pretty much it. So you're ha, ha, ho, ho, ho diaphragmatic um, laughter and, and breathing. <laughs> yeah, so much fun, so much fun. He actually, I used to do it every morning when I first did the training. Of course, you know, you're all like gung-ho. I've fallen away from, and that's another big gun. It's like when I'm really, I'll, I'll stand there. My dog gets all excited. He hears, ha, ha, ho, 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 and he starts running around. <laughs> saying, yay, we're doing <laughs> He was going to have to look into that. That sounds like he, so much fun. Laughteryoga.org is the is the main site for Madan Kataria's. Um, but I'll tell you, it's in. Is there twenty thousand laughter yoga clubs going, and they're all Zoom now because of COVID. They're right. all on Zoom, so you can jump on one any time of the day. There's always something happening. He does them himself. He does silent laughter. <laughs> if he's in the house and people are asleep, he'll do silent laughter where you just. I didn't even know you could do so. Well, actually, you can do silent laughter. <laughs> that is a great idea. You could do that at work. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's just, it's a great icebreaker. 
you know, it's just fun. And you might start like when the, the most fun is when you can do them live and we can do them live outdoors right now, but inside, because of the nature of it, you're kind of spraying. So you can't, but it, it is, it's an awful lot of fun. And you do things like, um, Oh, let me think of uh, like scolding laughter. Oh, <laughs> and everybody just does and then very good, very good. Yay. And you go on to the, you know, you stretch a little bit, go on to the next exercise. So you might start forcing it. Like a lot and, of fun. You know, yeah. You're just laughing. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Now, other than your routines, what else do you do? to separate yourself from your coaching or your work? What are some of your other forms of self-care? Yeah, one of the, I'm very, very fortunate is I'm a grandma. Oh. I have a three and a half year old grandson. Nothing will pull you away from everything in your life and create just pure joy than <laughs> spending time with your grandchild. So um, yeah, I have a grandson nearby that I get to see. Um, so that's delightful. I also have a granddaughter in Turkey. She's beautiful. So I'll spend time, you know, chatting with my son when he has time when she's awake and the timing is right there, eight hours time difference or going through the videos and pictures of her. I have um, projects at home that I do. I heard you talking about coloring. Mm -hmm. I do have those adult coloring books. Um, I am a huge fan of that. Fun. Yeah, it just, it does. It pulls you away, you know? So things I've like- I've been on Zoom calls and been coloring while I'm on the Zoom calls, but the social ones, not- Right, right, ones. right. You like people knit. It's the same, like some folks- I like do that knit. too. I'll crochet or I'll color while I'm sitting yeah. on a social Zoom. Yeah, so, and then I like salt bath, Epsom salt bath, you know, things like that. Yeah, so. Awesome. Well, if our listeners want to learn more about you or reach out to you, I know you said your website is in progress, but what is your website? By the time we are launched with this, your website should be up should and running. Be up. So mm -hmm. if our listeners wanted to reach out to you, how would they and how would they find out more about you? Okay, so um, my website is healingwithantoinette.com. And they can also reach me, antoinettereba.com. It'll go to the same site. Okay. But my, my business name is Healing with Antoinette. Excellent. Very nice. Thank you again, Antoinette, for joining us. This has Thank been you. amazing. I know I've, I've enjoyed our conversation. I hope you have as well. And I know Lisa has. I definitely have. Smiling. <laughs> <laughs> it's that laughter yoga. Thank you so much for having me. It really was fun. Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Success podcast and being part of our amazing community. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and gleaned some tidbits that you can incorporate today to start changing your life. Our goal is to be your guides and we look forward to continuing to provide amazing content. Don't forget to join in the discussion at mindbodysuccesspodcast.com for full show notes, resources, and further conversation. If you have a specific topic idea, feel free to recommend it. We, we look, look forward, forward to seeing you on our next episode. episode.